Thank you for tuning in to the Maximum Advisor podcast. If you're a growth-minded financial advisor looking to grow and scale your practice, you're in the right place. Your host, Chip Munn, brings tips and best practices based on his experiences and has guests from financial advisors to industry experts sharing wisdom with one another because we're better together. And now, Chip Munn. Welcome to the Maximum Advisor Podcast. I'm your host, Chip Munn, and I'm excited to welcome you to our first episode. Now, if uh, you're like me, when I check out a new podcast, one of the first things that I wonder is really kind of what's this whole thing about? And so I thought that I'd spend our first episode a little shorter than normal, and I'm going to be solo today, no guest, but to really spend some time talking through the concept of being a growth-minded advisor. Maximum Advisor is a podcast for those of us who really are interested in growing our practice, whether that's financially or or growth from a standpoint of of just being better. I thought that today it would be a good idea for me to spend some time really just scratching the surface of why I think growth matters. When you think about it, at this point, I've been in the business now for 20 years, and, and one of the things that I see a lot of advisors struggling with is bringing in enough clients to make up for the amount of distributions that they're having. seems to be a bigger deal as our clients are getting older and and having to take, whether it's from IRAs or non-qualified accounts, really if they're just wanting to live their life and, and take and use some of that money they've set aside to do that, it's important for us to be able to bring in more in new client assets than we're losing. And, and I call that a burn rate. And if your burn rate's too high, it's incredibly important that you be out cultivating new relationships and bringing in new clients. Bringing in new clients and having growth in your practice, at least in my experience, has also led to being able to have not only more, but better clients. So over the years, as I have, whether it's from raising an account minimum, I know a lot of advisors do that, or really more for me, focusing more on who it is that I'm actively trying to attract, I've ended up over the years being able to really work with, again, not only more, but better clients, kind that really fit into my practice. And it's made running a practice and building a business a lot more fun. By getting in the right clients, I'm able to really enjoy the people that I'm working with And we've been able to build a culture inside of our firm that allows us to really have a lot more fun at work. So growth can be the engine for not only for becoming bigger, but also for improving the quality of your business. In addition to that, growth also gives you the opportunity to make more money. And who doesn't like that? And really, if money's not your your primary driver, I completely understand that, but it can also be an opportunity for you to do a lot of good. We, we in my practice, have hired a lot of younger advisors. Uh, I got into the business when I was uh, 22, so I have a heart for young people, and it has been great for us to be able to reinvest in the next generation. And so whether the money is something that you're going to use 
to go out and, and live kind of your best life, or if you're going to reinvest it in the business, making more money allows you just a lot more opportunities and growing your practice gives you the opportunity or gives you the ability to go out and to do that. Now, I, I don't remember the industry statistics, but the fact is that if you look at the last decade and you take out the market appreciation, most financial practices have not grown. We have not done a good job as an industry being out there promoting ourselves and our services. Most practices that have gotten big have done it either via inorganic growth, buying other practices or advisors, or they participated in a great bull market. And so the fact that someone had you know $50 million 10 years ago, and now they're, they have a $100 million practice, doesn't mean they've gone out and grown. And we, we've all known people who've been like that. And I believe that there are a handful of things that can really play into why it is advisors struggle when it comes to growing. The first is they don't have a plan. You know, our business is one, over the years, when you get to a certain point, and I've seen that in many practices, you get to a certain point, you're just making enough and you're doing well enough. And so the idea of needing to grow isn't nearly as important as it was when you were younger. And so we don't have a plan for how it is that we're going to grow. I can remember early in my career, my partner and I did seminars every month. And so the younger team members that we have now are surprised that at how quickly I can stuff, say, our birthday envelopes. And it's because, you know, back then we, we did seminars and stuff every month in order to be able to try to grow our practice. And the farther along we get, the less organized for a lot of us, that plan can be. So one of the mistakes we make is just not just not having a plan for how we're going to do it. Another issue can be not having enough or having the wrong kind of staffing. And so going back into that plan or the need for it and spending some time as to who and how we're going to have doing some of these different things, you know, we can really improve what it is that we're going to be able to execute on by having as part of our plan the right kind of staff to be able to execute the kinds of of marketing or the kinds of events or or however it is everybody has a different way and we'll do some uh, a show or two uh, about some of the different potential marketing techniques but yeah ultimately if you don't have a plan it's hard to make sure that you have the right people in the last probably eight or 10 years, one of the things that I've heard a lot about is fee compression. I'll tell you, from my vantage point, we haven't seen that. It's a, what I believe is a little bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy. We, you know, when you think the fees are going to go down, all of a sudden, it's a whole lot easier to think that maybe you should charge a little bit less. I've seen many studies, and one of the ones that comes to mind is one by Oxley that the Oxley Institute lists uh, price somewhere way down the list. I forget if it's six or eight in terms of uh, factors that clients use in making their decisions. And so this talk of fee compression can really lead us to discount our value, to not pay attention to really all the different things that we're doing for clients to be able to 
add value to their situation. And then by not paying attention to that or, or really not having that as a driver and a focus, we can ultimately discount ourselves and reduce our fees in such a way that it's hard to grow a practice when you're reducing your fees. Now, for those of us in the independent space who, who operate not only on kind of the top line, for those of us who operate off of a bottom line, another important kind of mistake is not knowing what it costs to deliver, whether that's the marketing component of it, but also what it costs to deliver the service. If we don't know our costs, it's hard to set or be mindful of our pricing. And all of these things combined can make for a really difficult time in continuing to grow your practice. If you're discounting your fees, there's less revenue coming in. And if your costs are increasing, there's less margin for you to be able to go out and invest in your practice. When we think about investments, one of the things that we've often heard uh, talked about is the fact that our most scarce resource is our time. And so another big mistake is not using our time wisely, not leveraging the tools that are available to us to really help us get out there, whether it's via social media or seminars and webinars and some of those kinds of things. It is incumbent on us to really make sure that we're focused on using our time well. And when we don't, that is another area that makes it hard to grow because there are only so many hours in the day and it's, it's important that we spend our time doing the things that are of maximum value to us. Many advisors don't have or do enough marketing. It's not a focus and it's something that I hear time and time again. In fact, my team and I founded our company in part because of the inability to market at our previous uh, regional broker-dealer. We weren't able to do the things that we wanted to do to try to be able to grow our practice. And so we felt like we needed to leave in order to be able to do that. What I found for most people, in addition to complacency, the issue is an inability to work with their compliance department. I'm going to tell you, I, I haven't ever been one to write uh, thank you notes to our compliance department, but I'll tell you that what we have been able to do is spend some time working with the folks. Actually, I probably should write them a thank you note after the show is to spend some time with the folks in our marketing department. And instead of trying to get them to do what I want, asking them how to do what I want. What I've found, and I've worked with several different marketing departments, is that for most of them, and again, especially in the independent space, most compliance, marketing compliance is, is what I'm talking about here. Most of them want to work with you. And so they're willing to help you. If you'll just tell them what it is that you're trying to do, they'll help you figure out the right way to do it. You just have to, frankly, not be a jerk and be humble enough to ask folks how to get your content or your marketing piece or your ad through the system. They'll be happy to try to work with you in most cases. I'd encourage you to make a friend. Uh, I am one who in all departments, but particularly in marketing and compliance, I keep a, a small list of my friends in each department who have proven themselves to be easy to work with and to be helpful in trying to get my things through. And in an ideal world, I try to make sure that you know, those folks have the first set of eyes on my work. And, and they've done a good job and they've really been open-minded. And so I encourage you to find the right kind of people. 
And working with the compliance department isn't bad. Just because you have a compliance department, and again, we're talking about marketing compliance, just because you have a compliance department doesn't mean that you can't do the things that you want to do. You may just have to modify the way that you're doing them. So those are uh, some of the areas where I have seen some mistakes, but there are also an awful lot of solutions out there. I'll kind of talk about these from the easiest to the the most difficult, or, or at least maybe the most the one that's the most work. The first is, you know, from a solution standpoint, is to read a book, I, it, listen to a podcast. So I compliment you for being with us uh, today, and and I promise that we'll work hard to make sure that each episode uh, here, every show is something that you can take some action from. But w- without joking, uh, read a book. So there are tons of books. When it comes to uh, to marketing and to growth, uh, Jab, 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 Right Hook by Gary V is one uh, that I've found particularly uh, helpful. Uh, there's one called Welcome to the Funnel. I have to, um, I'll have to look up the author for that. Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller is fantastic for really kind of getting some of your messaging out, but really, uh, you know, a... I don't know, a four or five hour audio book or picking up a book to read either in transit, uh, provided you're getting your transit from a train or a plane, you're not the one driving, then I would suggest audio books. But there are tons of books out there that you can just spend some time reading. And for the, I don't know, $15 or $20 that most of these books cost, if you just get one or two small nuggets, it can be a big help in finding small ideas to help grow your practice. The second is to talk to your marketing department. Just ask them. They probably have a lot of different ideas and things that they've done that have worked in the past. I know that my team and I partner with Raymond James Financial Services and our marketing department has been great. And so being able to utilize them as a resource they can point us in the right direction. If your company doesn't keep a catalog of some of the things and the work that they've done, ask them who the four or five most active advisors are in their marketing department or in using their marketing department and go out and check those folks out. Go see their sites, their websites, and see what sorts of social media they're putting out there. Just go and and pay attention to what other people are doing. Another way to work through kind of a solution for helping to grow your practice is to look into or get a coach. Over the last 20 years, I've worked with at least three different coaching programs, and I'll share with you what they were. First was Pareto, uh, which I think is is still around, Duncan McPherson and his team. uh, I have spent time working with them. Also, the Oxley Institute, I mentioned some of their research earlier, and they have a lot of, speaking of books, they have a lot of great books out on being a rainmaker and and really business development and growth. And and I utilized them during a time when growth was a a big focus of mine, and and that's kind of their area of of specialty. And then uh, I also have done work with Peak Advisor Alliance, which has been another great resource for us and really just trying to advance what it was that we're doing, both from a growth standpoint, but also from a practice management. Now, if coaching isn't your thing, uh, another way that you can try to accelerate your growth is to find 
a group or uh, an opportunity to share services. So whether that's sharing a marketing person, whether that is uh, working with or partnering with another group as as kind of a tuck-in or an affiliate, that's another option to be able to, rather than, you know, sometimes the most difficult thing is is finding the right people. And so if you can partner with somebody who can really help share some of their resources with you, that can be a, a great opportunity. And then finally, when it comes to growth, you can also find a, what I'll call a done for you solutions. So whether that is for individual services, like your uh, social media. You know, there are plenty of companies that will just do your social media for you. There are others that will deal with all of the engineering and the the sound stuff for a podcast. Uh, we actually have a, a done for you solution that we use for Maximum Advisor. And then even, you know, in a lot of cases, you can work with a firm to actually do all of those things for you. So to work with you on your marketing, on your practice management, and developing your growth plan and compliance and and all of those kinds of things, you can really find a done-for-you solution that will allow you to spend your time doing what it is that you do best. And if you're like me, what you got into this job to do most, which is to spend your time in front of clients and prospects. And so, you know, we, we've talked through a handful of things today, and this should give you an idea of what we are going to be talking about, some of the kinds of things that we'll be talking about with our guests going forward in the rest of the episodes. We pride ourselves on uh, being a solutions-focused podcast, and so you know, on our show, at the end of each show, one of the things that I'll always ask our guests is to give you one actionable idea to help you grow and to make your practice better. And I hope you'll indulge me for being a little self-serving. Today's tip from me is to hit subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast. Beginning with our next show, we will be having guests. that I'll only rarely do these shows solo. But if you if you are looking for ideas to help you grow your practice, you're in the right place. So if you would, uh, take some time and subscribe to the podcast. We are really looking forward to a great season. If you have questions, hit us up in the Facebook group, and I'll be back at you again real soon. To download what we believe is the single most important marketing, selling, and positioning tool for your practice, go to MaximumAdvisor.com slash scorecard now. Subscribe to this show anywhere you listen to podcasts or at MaximumAdvisor.com.